Welcome to the Ark Church Podcast. On here, you'll find all of our Sunday and Wednesday messages, as well as classes and special services. If you would like more information about the Ark Church, visit us at thearkchurch.com or download our app available to all app stores. Our heart for you is that you would live for God, grow stronger, and make a difference. Enjoy. All right, we're ready. Thank you, Em. All right, here's our ritual. We've been doing this for a long time. But, but this is just our, our hearts for the word. This is my Bible. It's God's word to me. It strengthens me. It refreshes me. It's medicine to me. I love to read my Bible. Amen. Okay. Well, we're so thankful for tonight because we're going to get to visit with the word again. And let's just invite the work of the Holy Spirit here because he's the true teacher. Father, we thank you so much for the precious Holy Spirit that that this class is is uh, in your care, and the teacher will speak through me. And I thank you, Father, as I prepared from your Word, that you have anointed this Word, Father, to bless and help the people. And we pray, I pray that everyone leaves with more than they came in with. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. The title of my message tonight is a time to heal. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. And then verse 3 says, A time to heal. And, you know, I'm, I look, if you've ever heard me teach, I look up words all the time. I had to, you know, it just gives me a, a clearer picture of what I'm reading and studying. But a time, I looked that up, and it means now. So it's time, the time to heal is now. So no matter what you're going through, no matter how long you have dealt with whatever, God wants you healed, and it's, it's a now time for healing. For us, the season is now. Our future in heaven, we won't need healing. It's a perfect place, but we need healing now. 1 Timothy 6.12 <clears throat> says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. You know, we entered into this life with God when we were born again. And that life, that word life, uh, is the Greek word zoe, Z-O-E. And I think the, the fullest definition of it, as I looked it up and studied, is God's highest and best. Healing, being well, is, belongs there. It's, he, it's his best. He wants his best for his children. And that's a part of it. There's so much more in, uh, connected with that, of course. But healing is our subject here and our topic. And that's what we emphasize, of course. So God's highest and best is being well for you, every one of you. Take that personally. That's what he wants for you. Heaven will be the ultimate fulfillment of Zoe. But right now, we are here. And we have an enemy that is still here so we have to fight a fight of faith to lay hold on our healing, to lay hold on that life that God has for us. Our, when we, we are going to study some different areas tonight about uh, how to lay hold on that provision of healing. But our fight is to stay in faith until we see our healing manifested in our body. The enemy is defeated. Jesus has accomplished healing for us, and that, but we have an enemy that we have to deal with, but our fight is the fight of faith is to stay in a place of uh, faith until we see our healing manifested. When we receive it 
from Scripture with our faith. We have it in the realm of the Spirit. But for it to be manifested in our bodies, we have to stay in that place of fighting that fight of faith until we see the full manifestation in our bodies. God told the children of Israel when they came to the promised land, I have given you the land. And, I, and it's like, okay, he gave us the land. But you know what they had to do? They had to go in and possess it. And they had to deal with some stuff before they were able to, to take possession of the land. <clears throat> and it's a long story, and read your Bible, you'll find out all the details. <laughs> but it's, there's, there's some amazing things in uh with the children of Israel and their trip into the promised land. But they had to do something to possess what God had said, I have given it to you. And that's what he says to you about healing. I have given you healing. I have provided, but you have to possess it. And that a part of that possessing is uh, laying hold. But he's a faith God and he operates on the principles of faith always, always. Everything that he does has to have faith uh, connected with it, and there is a an operation of faith uh, with God always. <clears throat> but as we lay hold, we actually I'll look, the word means to seize, to take, and be aggressive. It's not just like, well, God has done this for me. We have to make efforts to go forth and receive what he has and take it as our possession so that we can enjoy it. But I love that word, lay hold. It has a something, a strength to it that, and a, an effort that um, it's just something that you know that it's, it's going to take something on your part to do it. Uh, one of the ministers that I studied for years, had made this statement. I've heard him say it many, many times. He's in heaven now. But he said, these things do not fall on us like ripe cherries off a tree. You know, some people want it, okay, here, here, Lord. <laughs> and, you know, he does it because of his love for us. He does, he does everything that we need. He's accomplished everything that we need. The Bible says he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings. But our faith is what takes what he has. And that's what uh, we want to do tonight is is talk about how to lay hold of what he's provided, that, that, health, that healing, that wellness, that wholeness, that you can not only receive for the present, but then walk in it. Walk in health. And I'm going to get, share some things tonight that I hope will help you to, to do that. In John 10.10, um, 10, it says, The thief does not come except to steal and kill kill and to destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. And there we see that life again. That's the same word, zoe, his highest and best. I have this for my kids. Don't you want that for your children? Don't you want that for your grandchildren? You want good things for them? You want them to experience just a, 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 a wonderful, a wonderful life. And that's what God has for us. And he has done everything he needs to do for us to live that way. <clears throat> the fight of faith takes uh, strength, determination, and a victorious attitude. I like those, those words. Strength, determination, and a victorious attitude. You know, the, just, the, uh, just kind of a lackluster attitude doesn't work in the kingdom of God. It's, it's something that you have to have purpose. 
You have to have an effort that you are you desire something, you desire, you put forth effort for that that you desire. So that's how it works in God's kingdom too. Second uh, Corinthians four four says that Satan is the god of this world. So that means he's active down here. He has a, a legal right to be here. And as we read in John 10.10, he tries to come to steal, kill, and destroy. So everything that is negative and, and uh, you know, tries to take from us, that's the work of the enemy. Jesus has defeated him. But we still have to, a responsibility to use our faith to lay hold of what he provided in the word of God and receive it and then fight that fight to stay there, to stay in a place of faith, to stay in a place of strength. Uh, and it's going to take the word of God to, for you to, to get it into your, into your being, just in a real firm position. So if it's not in your heart, you're not going to have faith to receive things. It has to be in your heart. It can't be a head knowledge. And we've talked about in here so often about the meditating of the word of God. You meditate it. You, you speak it. You think about it. And you ponder it and, until it, comes, it gets into your heart. And when it gets into your heart, you're going to have faith, <laughs> faith that can take from God what he's provided for us and what he wants you to have, that zoe, that well, that his highest and best, that well-being. But um, <clears throat> if, you may think, if the enemy's defeated, why do we still have to deal with him? Well, he's, he is uh, a renegade. He's a bully. I've just thought about, you know, the mafia. The mafia doesn't have a legal right to do some things, but they do it anyway if they can get away with it. That's why we as Christians, as God's children, need to know what's ours and how to fight that fight of faith. And we're going to get into some scriptures later that's gonna, that, are, that will give you uh, some knowledge and skill about how to stand against the things that the enemy tries to bring against us. So uh, he wants us to win. And the, all of these things need to be operative in our life for us to win. So um, it's an exciting topic for me. I, I enjoy this. <laughs> We need to know how, like I said, how to fight that fight to, until we see the healing manifested in our bodies. We are not quitters. We are overcomers. Get that attitude in your heart and mind. I'm an overcomer. The Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And the one that overcomes is the one that has faith. This is a victory that overcomes the world, our faith. So faith is a huge, huge um, quality that we need to be really, really strong in. And if we're not there, we can get there. And if we are there, we need to stay there and let our faith increase. There's never a stopping place with God. Faith can get stronger and stronger. We see Jesus talk about great faith in the Bible, great faith couple of times he mentioned that about people. And then he looked at some others. He said, where is your faith? Or how come you have no faith? And those were his disciples that walked with him, which is such sad, such a sad thing. You know, you would think his disciples would have these great men of faith, but they were, they were wimpy, really. And he, he got a little aggravated at them. You know, he says, well, how is it that you have no faith? Where is your faith? So um, faith was important to God then, and it is to God, uh, to us 
now, but that standing against the schemes and the devices of the, of the enemy. You know, the Bible says we are not ignorant of Satan's devices, and he has schemes that he uses against the body of Christ. We need to be aware of what they are, and I've listed a couple of things. I don't think I have them on your paper, but you can write them down if you think they'll be helpful. Um, <clears throat> fear, doubt, worry, symptoms. Symptoms is a huge one. Fear is a huge one because as the enemy will feed you a what if, what, you know, hmm, you still feel this pain. What if, what if this is really getting worse? I mean, you have to know how to cast those thoughts down. That's part of our, that's part of our, our battle is those thoughts from the enemy to cast them down, say, no, this is what the word of God says. And that's why it's so important for you to know the word. <laughs> So important for you to have that that treasure uh, treasure of the word in your heart. But in Ephesians, it talks about um, standing against him, those schemes. Ephesians six twelve it says, uh, "We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against all of these principalities and powers, all of those things that uh, the enemy brings against us, and his cohorts that are busy trying to take us down. That's their mission." to take the Christians down because Satan hates the believer. But guess what? Not only is the enemy defeated, Jesus defeated him, but we have the Spirit of God in us who is greater than the Spirit in the world, the Spirit of the Antichrist who is Satan and all of his demonic stuff. He's greater. I just This thought came to me the other day. Because uh, the Bible does say, greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. God is greater. And I thought, you know what? We need to live that, that way. We need to live like we believe that the greater one is in us. We need to get these images in us and these, these truths well-founded in us that we know that God is greater in us than the enemy out here. And, you know, this is healing, and we deal with healing here, but as... You're looking at the world stuff. I mean, my goodness, <laughs> it's tough out there. But that's the work of the enemy, the work of the Antichrist, which the scriptures talk about that. And uh, But God is greater in us, and he loves us. So we need to be very firm in that, knowing that God loves us and the greater ones on the inside of us. Let's look at, um, I'm not going to keep you real long tonight because I know everybody's wanting to go to night of worship. So I'm going to let you go in plenty of time. So I'm trying to move pretty quickly. Colossians 2. This, is, this talks about our defeated enemy. Verse 14 and 15. Having wiped out, this is talking about what Jesus did, wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, the things we had done wrong, and were contrary to us, our sin. And he, he, he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to his cross. Thank God for what he accomplished on the cross. I and mean, we talk about Jesus on the way to the the cross received stripes upon his back for our for our healing but we know our sins were washed away but look at verse 15 having, having disarmed 
principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. He's talking about the cross. He triumphed over all the things of the enemy when he went to the, to the pits of hell and defeated the enemy there in the pits of hell, and he made a show. Oops. He made a show of, of uh, you know, the devil and his stuff, and just a mockery, really, because the devil thought he had him, but Jesus came out of there because he was sinless and he could not be kept. And he went to hell in our place. We know that. So we don't have to go. Aren't you thankful? <laughs> Aren't you thankful? Thank God. Oh, we don't have to go to hell. It's a horrible, horrible, horrible place. Too many people are going. But he went there in our place. But he disarmed the devil while he was down there. And he rose victorious over hell, death, and the grave. Everything that the enemy would want to come, you know, put upon our lives, Jesus rose victorious over that. He triumphed over the things of the enemy in the work of the cross. But he disarmed. That word disarmed means he defeated him. Satan is defeated. He's defeated. We're not fighting Satan. We're fighting, we're fighting a fight of faith. And, and keeping ourselves in a place to see the fulfillment of what we're believing God for. And that's dealing with the schemes and the devices of the devil. I hope you understand that. It's very important for us to get that in our minds, that the devil's defeated. Jesus whipped him, but he's a renegade. Like I said, he's like the mafia. He does stuff that he's not supposed to do, but if he can get away with it, and you know how he can get away with it? If we don't stand up against him. If we don't resist him, if we don't receive what God has for us and stay in that place of faith and get everything God has for us and what he's provided for us by the work of the cross, uh, the enemy will win some places in our lives. And we, we just, oh, we don't want him to win anywhere. <laughs> he is horrible. He's such a horrible monster. But Jesus defeated him. 1 John 3, 8 I love these truths. They've meant, they've meant so much to me. I'm alive today because of these precious words right here. 1 John 3, 8. <clears throat> the last little portion says, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Okay. He, was de he defeated him, but he destroyed his works as well. Th that, those works are, his, uh, are the devil's acts, his deeds, his doings. And we can say, you know, every evil thing, every evil thing in this world is a work of the enemy. We need to be very firm in that. You get people trying to blame God for horrible stuff, and it just oh, infuriates me. I thought, our good, wonderful God, you think he did that? Such a lie from the pit of hell. But we need to have these things clear in our thinking, in our beliefs. Destroy. He undid. He, he uh, loosed something that, that uh, has been bound. In other words, he loosed us. And he loosed us from the works of the devil. Can you see that in your mind's eye right now? See yourself, whatever you're dealing with in your physical body, see yourself loosed from that. That was accomplished by Jesus. But the devil has smacked you with it. And, but I, I trust that you are going to learn in this, this season of our healing class how to get him off of you and stay free. It's possible. It's possible. 
but he un unloosed, uh, he undid, or uh, destroy means, let's, let me just read the definition. I think I have it on your paper. It means to undo, to lose something that has been bound. I don't know about you, but, you know, I wasn't, before I got saved, I didn't really deal with a lot of sickness, but I was bound with things of the enemy. And if you're bound with things that the enemy has put against you on your mind or on your body or just some erroneous beliefs, these things have been destroyed by the Lord as well. Jesus was manifested for that. His purpose, just think about that. This was so important to him. It was so important that his kids could be free from these things that the enemy would bring to kill, steal, and destroy. Galatians 3.13 Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on, to, on a tree. Jesus redeemed us. The curse of the law is found in Deuteronomy 28, and at the very end of it in Deuteronomy 28, if you haven't read that, it would be good for you to go back and familiarize yourself with specifics, and then... Uh, Verse 61 says, every sickness and every disease that's not even written in the book, that's a curse. So if it's not named in the book, and a lot of things aren't, it was under the curse. And Jesus redeemed you from that. He set you free from that. He has loosed you from that as well. He bore it so we wouldn't have to bear the misery of it. Uh, sickness and disease is so miserable. It is so miserable. The times that I have been had a physical attack is just misery. And uh, you can't be who you're supposed to be with that stuff hanging all over you. Just, you know, Jesus wants us free. In uh, Young's Little Translation of Isaiah 53.4 is one of my favorite uh, scriptures about uh, what Jesus did for us. It says, surely our sickness he hath borne and our pains he hath carried them. Period. Amen. And then it goes on to say, by his stripes you were healed. So that's how he that's how he did it. That's how he carried them off of us. Lifted it off, taken away, loosed from it. Redeemed means to be set free and to be loosed. Of course, it takes faith for all of this. First um, John five four says that those who uh, win in life. The victory is our, through our faith. I don't know if I have it on your paper or not. Let's see. It says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. So you're born of God, you're born again. You're supposed to overcome the world. And the things of the world, which would be anything that comes in to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's, you know, has a lot of different faces on those words. Faith is being convinced, confident, and persuaded. Just simply that God's word is true. That you, can tr that, that you trust the scriptures. Um, faith it is being convinced, confident, persuaded. If you read a scripture and you don't, you're not really 
convinced about it or confident or persuaded about it that this is, this is real and right and true, uh, then you're really not in a place of faith at that point with it. So keep meditating on it. Keep speaking it out. The Bible says in, in 2 Corinthians 4.13 that we have the, the spirit of faith is believing that we, what we speak. We, we believe, therefore we speak. Our words are connected with our faith a lot. You think about it in the very beginning, God created the world with, world with words, and we are made in his image. We are not God, but we're his kids, so we're supposed to be acting like what he acted like. And in Romans, it talks about he calls those things that be not as though they were, so they'll become. So all of these wonderful truths will get you to that place of having uh, not only laid hold of your healing and your freedom, but walking in a place of victory. All right, uh, I have given Joy some scriptures. She'll hand them to you when you leave. It's just a list of scriptures that I came up with uh, just to help you. I just put them together to some of my favorites that I, I love to, uh, you know, use when I'm believing God for healing. But you just need to put these in your heart. Just meditate on them. Think about them. Mutter them. Ponder them. These things that, that will get into your heart and uh, it will build faith so that you will have what you need to lay hold of your healing, to lay hold of your freedom, to walk in a place of health. That's, that's the ultimate because, you know, you can get healed and then here's another thing. And then you can get healed and there's another thing. But learn, you're going to have to learn how to resist those things when they come upon you at the very beginning. And I'm going to give you a scripture in a minute. Let's go to... Um, Ephesians 1, this whole, um, these verses that I'm, we're going to read out of, it would be good for you to pray this over your life, starting with verse um, 17. I'm going to start with 19. Ephesians 1, I would pray, I would start especially with verse 17 and, and pray those, pray this prayer. It's in Ephesians, it's a Holy Spirit prayer book of Ephesians prayer, and there's another one uh, in the book as well. But these will really bless your life. But uh, verse 19, uh, we're going to start reading there. It says, What is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought and worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only is it this age but that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So he's talking about Jesus here. He's talking about him and, and, he, and his position he God has put all things under Jesus feet and he's the head over all things to the church which is his body he is the head we are the body of Christ now let's look at um, ch chapter 2 verse 6 and he's raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus so Jesus is seated with Christ far above Every, all the work of the enemy, every name that is named, that means, you know, just the, the things that, the, uh, that are in this world. And he's put all things under his feet. And he seated us together with him. 
as his body. Jesus is the head. We are the body. We are not there. You know, we're not seated with Christ in the natural here, in the physical. But authority, we are with him there. He's, he has seated us in a place of authority with him. This, these verses right here really liberated me in my walk with God. I saw that I have authority over the things that the enemy brings against me. I have authority over the principalities and the powers, the, th- the, the things of the darkness, the things of the enemy, because I'm seated together with Christ. And these things are under my feet. Years ago, when I was first learning this, uh, this minister said, if you have anything to say to the devil, write it on the bottom of your shoe. Because that's you are. He's under your feet because you're seated with Christ. Believe that. It sounds a little like what? Believe it. It's in Scripture and it's real. (laughs) It's right. We have authority. We are seated together with Christ in that place of authority over the enemy. And we can tell him, no, we are not having this sickness in our body. No, you may not put that on me. You're defeated. Jesus defeated you. He, he destroyed your works. We can use all of these scriptures to do a warfare with the enemy and, and just resist what he's trying to do to us. We are God's children. And it is very displeasing for the Lord to see his children so beat up by the enemy. No condemnation on anybody because everybody has to learn. I had to learn these things, you know, and it took me some time to get to a place of really being able to walk in them. But start somewhere. Start somewhere. I don't care if it's some little small thing. I don't care if you get up and you have a toe ache. Pray for God to heal it and receive that healing. Lay hold of it. I'm taking my healing for this toe. Thank you, Lord. I believe I received my healing for this toe. I thank you, Father. From this point forward, I believe I've laid hold of my healing. And my toe, in Jesus' name, is healed. And I've received it. And and the the, uh, manifestation will come. But until then, I'm going to thank you. I'm going to thank you you're faithful. I'm going to thank you your word is true. I believe this word. I'm speaking that I believe this word. It belongs to me. So don't, don't think that's a small thing. That's where you start. You start with something very small sometimes and then go build up because I, I don't know, Joy, I don't know if you know percentage-wise how many prayer requests we get are for serious uh, illnesses. A lot, <laughs> a lot. Norma, you know too. You take them at the front desk. Huge amounts. Most of them are serious illnesses. So don't wait. I'm not saying you're going to have a serious illness to deal with, but you, you, know, you don't know what the devil has planned. He's put serious things on my body that I've had to receive healing for and stand against and stay free. So get a, grab a hold of these things now and so that your faith can grow. The scriptures that you're going to get, those are your faith food, and you really get them in your, get them in your heart And they're going to be mighty in you. All right, Acts 10.38. I believe I'm going to finish in time for you all to get to the night of worship. It says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy Spirit, with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with them. So we see that... uh, the oppression of sickness is a demonic thing. It comes from the enemy. Luke 10, 17. 
the 70, Jesus had sent more disciples out. And then they returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said unto them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. And over those serpents and scorpions represent the things of the enemy. And over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. I give you authority. He has given us authority to deal with the things of the enemy. So those things, the of sickness from the enemy. So we need to know that um, we have that authority to resist him, to receive our freedom from the Lord. And um, as I said earlier, gra the greater one is in you. Don't ever be afraid of the enemy. The greater one is in us, and he, is, he has more authority uh, than anything the enemy could ever bring against us. We, he has defeat, been defeated. Realize that. The enemy is defeated. He just has to be put in his place. Philippians 2, 9 and 10. I believe I'm giving you, filling up your arsenal with scriptures that you can fight that fight of faith and win. Um, Philippians 2. Okay, I'm getting there. Therefore God has, all, has highly exalted him, Jesus, and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. So when you speak the name of Jesus against the enemy as you take authority over him and resist him and say, no, no, you're not allowed to keep this sickness on me. No, I'm receiving. I'm laying hold of what Jesus has accomplished for me by the stripes that was placed upon his back. Healing belongs to me, and I'm taking it, and you're not keeping it far from me. And in the name of Jesus, I command you to bow your knee and get your stuff off of me. Use that authority that you have. The name of Jesus, the enemy has to bow. He has to, he has to relent in what he's doing to our bodies. And as you receive that and you lay hold on it, you fight that fight of faith until that that uh, manifestation comes. God has a place. God has a part, but we have a part too. We have to go in and possess it, like the children of Israel had to possess. I have given you the land, and it's, they didn't just, you know, walk across and take it all. They had a fight to fight. They had something to do. We do as well, but we we have even a better. Uh, better thing than they did because they had real life enemies to take down but you know God was with them and he fought with them and he helped them and they they wiped out uh, the, 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 the people that um, were against them we have a defeated foe that's when we we have a, when we step out for our healing and step out for our victory the enemy arrayed against us is already defeated so we just stand in our victory and use our faith to keep going forward. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. The enemy's defeated. You might want to say that. You know, the enemy's defeated. His works are destroyed. So that means that I can get this and stand and go forward all the way through. I can keep standing. And let me take you to that scripture. Um, I think it's good for you to see this. Ephesians 
Ephesians 6. Verse 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And that power of his might phrase means strength to reign, R-E-I-G-N, reign. The devil's not reigning, we're reigning. Praise God. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the wiles or the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rules of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Verse 14 starts with, stand therefore. And then it tells you about the armor of God that we have in Christ. We're so well equipped to fight this battle. Praise God. I mean, it's just dealing with the things of the enemy, the thoughts, the things that, like I said, the worry, the, the fear, the things that are trying to get you off of faith. The Bible says through faith and patience we inherit the promise. So you're going to have to be patient. Let God do his part as we stand in faith where we're... we're uh, uh, our, our place is, our part is. But the, that word, this is wonderful. <laughs> that word stand and withstand is the same word as resist. So he's basically he's saying keep resisting. Just keep resisting. Keep resisting. Don't let the devil tell you, you know, it's not working. It's not working. Because it is. That's a lie. God's faithful. He keeps his word. If he says that he'll do this, then he'll do it. He is faithful. First Peter 5, 8 and 9 <clears throat> says, Be sober, be vigilant. And that word sober uh, just means to be uh, self-controlled. Be vigilant or watchful because your adversary, the devil, there he is again, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith. That word resist is vigorously opposing, bravely resisting, standing face against the enemy, standing your ground. The Amplified Bible says at the onset. So let me give you a little wisdom here. If a pain hits your body or something just feels off at that time, that very onset of that attack, stop and say, no, no devil, you're not putting that on me. I'm not having that. That does not belong to me. Your works are destroyed. You're defeated. Jesus provided me healing. I'm laying hold of that. And I'm saying no to you. You may not put that on me. I'm not yours. I'm not your property. I belong to God. And he's made me to be an overcomer. I mean, all of those things, if you'll just get these, those words so in you, they'll just start rolling out. I mean, this is a way of life. This is how you deal with life victoriously. He wants it for you. God wants it for you. All right, one more scripture. I believe I'm through. Uh, but you will have to uh, go back. Well, I'll just read it. In verse 8 of Phys, it says, he goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. That's another thing you can use against him. You may not. You may not devour me. No. No. Uh, James 4, 7. 
let's just back up a little bit. Um, Verse 6 says he gives more grace. Therefore, he, he says God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. And that's a key to healing is being humble. You humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. You just humble yourself knowing you get all the flowers, you get all the glory, you get all the praise. I'm just doing uh, what I can do with my faith. But it's, your, it's actually your faith that you've given me to, to win in life. So God gets it all. He gets all the praise. He gets all the glory. Stay humble before him. Verse 7 says, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I love that word flee. It means to, to fly with speed, run from. One, one minister says, he looked up, I didn't find this one, but he said he dug around in different dictionaries and he found one that says run from as in terror. So the devil's actually afraid of you. Don't be afraid of him. Stand up boldly in front of him and before him, and when he tries to put sickness on you and resist that with all of this within you with such, with such force and determination that uh, he's not going to win, he's not allowed. And if you have something already working in your body, you lay hold of the healing that belongs to you, and then don't let that go either. Resist the temptation to get weary. Resist the temptation to... Um, Get your focus on the symptoms or, or a bad report. Say, well, the report of the Lord says I'm healed. So this is the report I'm going to believe. It's a fight of faith there. There's your fight of faith. But as you lay hold on eternal life, that Zoe, that God's highest and best, you know what? You're going to be happy. You're going to make the Lord happy too. He's going to be so happy that his kids are being set free from these torments and these, these attacks and these things the devil wants to destroy you with. So praise God. Let me pray and y'all can go. <laughs> Father, we thank you so much for your word. What beautiful, beautiful words, Father, that you've given us to grab a hold of and receive and and walk in a life of victory. You're so good to us. Oh, you're so good. We love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless the people here and, and help them, Father, to, to just Get all of this in their hearts to where they can walk in a place free to. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message has blessed you. Don't forget to check us out on all the social platforms. We're uploading encouraging content on a regular basis. For more information, go to thearcchurch.com. Have a great week.